Hey, chances are that if you like Film Sack, which you're about to hear, you will also like the Frog Pants Morning Show that happens every Monday through Thursday and then a bonus show on Fridays. It's called The Morning Stream, or TMS for short, and it stars myself and Brian Ibbett. Uh, we've hosted this thing for nearly eight years, maybe a little more than that now that I think about it. And um, I don't know, we never tell you guys about it. So, hey, Film Sackers, you might like it. Check it out, frogpants.com slash TMS. Now on with Film Sack. Some of this is legend, but at least this much is fact. When rioting citizens of France destroyed the Bastille, they discovered within its records this mysterious entry. Prisoner number 64389000. The man in the Iron Mask. To have kissed his hair and smelled his breath as he slept. This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Film Sack. This is 422 episodes of Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Bah! Who needs accents anyway, Dunaway? Not me. Oh, hi. Hi. Oh, my God, what have I agreed to? Here I find myself in my iron mask fleeing my captors by riding front-style piggyback under the robe of a musketeer. Surely this is not my best life. I imagine my best life would involve strapping paper cones to the forehead of a small pink pig and chasing him about as he squeals like a teeny little unicorn who has stolen my jewels. <laughs> Unhand my valuables, you magical swine. <laughs> but I forget myself. Remember who you are, Philippe. A guy in a mask riding front style piggyback under the robe of a musketeer. <laughs> Do I smell baguettes? Oh, wait. Would appear I have found the source of the baguettes? NBO. A hidden pocket inside the robe contains baked goods. I'm sure this musketeer would not mind if I consumed just a little bit. Mmm. Uh, nope, that's not bread. Uh. Quickly, Philippe, retreat to your happy place. That's it. Close your eyes. Take your mind elsewhere. Ah, there you are, piggy. Unhand my valuables, you magical swine. And that's what was going under that robe, if you was curious. Uh, if, you was, if you was thinking to yourself, what the hell's going under, on under that robe? That was it. Yeah, it was a pig. Yeah, the pig's a little bit of the pig in the bucket this week, by the way. Kind of lost yep. track of where the, the hell bucket. the pig went. Uh, yeah, who got those jewels? Yeah, someone got the jewels. Who knows who? Uh, also with us, Randy. I think Gerard Depardieu wants us to see his anus, Jordan. Aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian. Good morning. Wow. Randy. Yeah. Did I ever tell you boys about the time I was the most successful event planner in the world in the highly profitable field of fancy party planning? No. True story. It's how I made my first million and ended up in my first jail. And you can too. The first part, you know. <laughs> you can too if you follow my three easy steps. Number one, charge extra for guns and swords. 
I'm not saying you're going to stop fancy people from bringing small arms to a fancy party. Quite the opposite. I'm saying you're going to make a fortune with a surcharge on them weapons at the door. They ain't never been a fancy party where even the waiters weren't packing heat. Number two, speaking of the waiters, you should only hire supernaturally talented staff. Is the rich and powerful guest of honor about to storm out? Your staff opens them big double doors from the other side because they can sense him coming. Mm -hmm. Has someone just said something highly embarrassing to one person out of the 500 people who were present? Your orchestra somehow stops playing. Number three, (laughs) rich people are all horn dogs who think they're going to get laid from wearing masks. So you sell them multiple extra masks. Mind blown. Some of these fellers are going to want to hold a mask out in front of their face while they're wearing a mask. And then I'll tell you what, they take the (laughs) another mask. Panties drop and you come out on top. Wow. I like the the last part. That's my favorite. That was pretty good. No one will ever complain about the volume levels. No. <laughs> right? Oh, but I love it. It was actually perfect. It was perfect. I thought it played in. I thought it played in. I know, but the idea that they could ever, ever complain again is it's gone now. Uh, with us finally, Brian, he wears the mask. It does not wear him, Ibit. I'm, I'm throwing this extra little bit in here because it reminded me of this when you played that clip at the beginning. Okay. Hey, do you need uh, do you need a prisoner? Just call 643-89000. Okay. No. Oh, very nice. All right. Very nice. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Now the real intro. Hey, just wanted to thank you guys for taking this meeting with me. I mean, when I heard that you guys were making a Man in the Iron Mask movie, I thought to myself, hey, this movie could really use the Brian Adams touch. So a little about myself. I'm a multi-platinum haired recording artist, and I've been doing rock theme songs for period piece blockbusters for years. You might be familiar with this one. Everything I do, I do it for you from Robin Hood. Yeah, that was me. How about all for love for the Three Musketeers film? No? Can we maybe just reuse that one for this? Okay. All right. Never mind. So I've been playing around with a few ideas for this one, and here's one I'm particularly fond of. I am Iron Mask Man. Got my head stuck in a tuna fish can. Is it? No? Okay, too edgy? All right, I get it. I get it. All right, here's another one I've been working on. You know it's true that everything I do, I can't get this mask off my head because it's made of iron. No? All right, okay, last one. This one I'm particularly proud of. I'm trapped by my own desires. But loving you is my goal. So I'll pull you close to me and hold you tight. And I can stick my tongue out of this mouth hole. Oh, God. No? <laughs> All right. Thank you for your time. Bye-bye. <laughs> I didn't know you had a Brian Adams in you. That's a, yeah. that's, that's a shock. That's the first time I've tried. That's just what I assume he sounds like, because that's what he sounds like when he sings. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I've never heard him talk, now that you mention it. <laughs> I, I, felt I sound Robin Canadian? <laughs> I, felt, I felt very much like Robin Hood during this film oh just yeah it's it's it. of yeah. it's it's of that time is i mean it's later yeah, robin than robin hood but... three musketeers um yeah, yeah. i mean the 90s were a, a, a strange time it, yes yeah. uh i mean I it's no idea i have no idea what brian adams sounds like when he talks <laughs> but i know when richard marks talks he doesn't sound like he sings yeah so right i always i always want to believe that you know a guy is gonna 
come off stage and give an interview and have this totally other voice. Trying to remember a give me a song by him. I can't think of a Richard Mark song. Um uh right here waiting. Hold on yeah. to the night. Yeah, see so yeah, how would so how would he talk? He would he would be uh Hey, hey. I'm Richard Marks. I said <laughs> about like Brian Adams about a minute ago. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I mean, do we really think that Dave Matthews gets off stage and says, Hi, thank you for coming to this meeting. Uh, I actually you were able to make it. Yeah, yeah. He actually he actually kind of does. does. I think he? I think Shut he's, up, probably, really? he's actually one of the closer ones. Uh I, I, I met him. I got to talk to him for like like a half a second, like across uh, like from from where we were sitting because he was we had really crappy seats at one of his concerts and he was coming by just checking out the audience. And he and he stopped by and just talked to us for just a minute. Oh my god! It's really he talks really like he like sings. That. That's yeah. weird. I wouldn't have expected that. Like I'm, I've heard Morrissey in a documentary, and it's definitely not him going. So anyway, I was mad. <laughs> right. <laughs> like he doesn't do that. He just talks like a normal guy. Yeah. So that's surprising. I will me. tell you, the Crash Test Dummies guy, Brad Roberts, oh, yeah. definitely yeah. sounds like he does when he sings. Really? And Are you guys and doing you know what? <laughs> you know what? Country <laughs> western singers, the men mostly, sound like well, they do when they sing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's easy because they're you talking about Randy that's Travis. <laughs> that's because they can do an accent, unlike yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Okay, so this is this is on the tales of Titanic. Yeah, and I was expecting something here more French than we got from DiCaprio or I mean, any of those people. Like you got a right, right. you got an Irish guy, you got a American, can and John we, Malkovich is like, just I, be yourself, John. Okay, I'll just talk can, like I normally do. Can we talk about the Chernobyl problem? Like, it's there's really a, uh, and I don't just mean you know a uh, meltdown of nuclear uh, power source. Right. There, there, there's really a discussion happening lately about whether or not you, as an audience, want to hear, uh, you know, a full accent, a bad accent, your mm-hmm. own accent, and you just you know you're fine with it, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah, I actually felt like. The fact that there was a broad mix in this movie was to its credit for me as the as the listener. Like I, I felt like, yeah, DiCaprio's sort of weird non-regional American accent didn't fit with all the others around him because there were so many Brits. But right, right. It, like when you start to sort of pram it all together, my brain checked out and I was fine. Well, okay, so I listened to the podcast connected to that Chernobyl show. And he talks about that decision they made not to have Russian accents and to have everyone just have their own accent. But part of that discussion was no Americans allowed um, because they, they, he felt like that just threw it. They knew that would take people right out of it. It took people out of it. And so that's what happened here to me. I was fine with all the different accents except for the American ones. And they were, I guess, just the two. It was DiCaprio and and, and, Malkovich. And and you know what's funny is Malkovich didn't even bother me one bit. not at all. Yeah, He's, but boy, DiCaprio. DiCaprio, yeah. Was, yeah. That That's what I un- felt. Unintentional. Yeah. For uh, there. The, two, the two were DiCaprio and Peter Sarsgaard, right? Three. Like Peter Sarsgaard, uh, no relation to Elder Sarsgaard, yeah. uh, is, is like, he's like from Illinois or something, and he's just got this totally, like, bland midwestern accent and it kind of throws you it does too but also they they had they made this decision to not only not have them affect any sort of accent but they did make them not have any like conjunctions or shortenings of words so they would so DiCaprio's always going he will go to the place 
And we have not seen, you know, they, they, there's no habits. Yeah, there's yeah. no can'ts. Like they just yeah. go straight to the, let's, let's draw it all out. Like a uh, freaking, uh, who does that in Star Trek? Like Spock or somebody. Data. Yeah. Yeah. So no contractions. Yeah. Yeah. No contractions or not conjunctions. I meant contractions, but when they, but when they don't do that, uh, it's, then it makes it worse for me. I'm just like, okay, just, okay. If you're going to have him just talk, then just talk. Like, don't, don't mess around with this. I'd be fine with that. I think. And maybe the problem is that, uh, when Malkovich does it, it just feels like, all right, I could see a dude like this in, you know, in old France or, uh, uh, yeah, wherever this is, yeah, France who would talk like this? Cause it's the, it's the way he delivers the lines, even without an accent feels genuine to me. Mm-hmm. DiCaprio's like, all right, so, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and, uh, just like take this, uh, these guys from over here and, oh yeah, I'll take the yellow sash. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, <laughs> but, but, women, we, but my we all team. agree. <laughs> we all agree that DiCaprio was, was just high dollar casting and wasn't the perfect 100 no he was the draw the trivia yeah. makes a point about uh test audiences and how his he was oh, the yeah. he was the factor like everything about it was him but i'll tell you he he did make me hate him oh i he did really good at oh, that yeah. he did oh, and no. feel sympathy for him dude too, so dicaprio's a, a good actor ridiculous. like straight up the dude knows i mean yeah. he's there's a reason he's in every thing that gets like huge oscar nominations it's not just on his looks anymore um Right. You know, he's good. And he's good in this when he needs to be good. When he needs to go full DiCaprio, he's great. When he's just sort mm-hmm. of brooding, it's like, whatever, dude. Like anybody could do that. But yeah. But his his, you know, tell him to wear the mask until you like it is a pretty intense no, moment. Bet, oh my God, I laughed. I laughed so many times there's some during this movie. <laughs> and I, I couldn't tell if I was supposed to be laughing, but it was just it was just so entertaining. Yeah. It it's well, I'm gonna argue with you there. I'm gonna say, no, no. This movie, this movie was absolutely a piece of trash, but I loved it <laughs> so much. I saw this because, in the movie theater back in '98. Kim and I went and saw it on a date night. I remember it very right. uh, vividly because I had these hot dogs at this really great place, but it made me fart the entire movie. I farted. The whole movie. <laughs> nice, nice. You so, think that affected your funny. enjoyment? Yeah. Just take it out for. Let's go to hot dogs. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> it's weird. They have this place called uh, J Dogs, which is unbelievably good gourmet hot dog things. Uh-huh. I mean, it's like legit good. And, and not like a normal hot dog, like normal boring hot dogs are dumb, but these were just incredible, but they were, I just put all the stuff on it. You shouldn't, and we're in this theater right. and, and about so an you hour did the, later. You did the most American thing you could do before going to see one of the, well, I guess kind of Frenchish thing you could do yeah, at the time. Probably. The most Americanized version of a French thing that I right. could see. I'm yeah. watching a French movie, but it smells very American in here. Who's farting hot dogs? <laughs> I mean, the most legit, the most legitimate person in the movie. If we've said the name of it, the man in the iron mask, everybody. Oh, oh, yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, yeah. They, they can yeah. look at their iPod. Sure. If they have an iPod. Yeah, if they have a <laughs> whatever they Jeez. whatever they on their creative jukebox, they could just look at the little L C D screen. The year was two thousand and three and Brian had his iPod. Um <laughs> Gerard Depardieu is the most uh he's a weird dude anyway. Like he's a kind of giant psychopath yeah. these days, plus, you know, he's known for just being gross and whatever. And in this movie they showcase that a little bit. Um, oh, so hard. They they lean straight into that nasty Depardieu because do. He, even his even his uniform is dirty and filthy and you know he's the flatulent Frenchman. Mm-hmm. And it's just there's like, no way there's no way that this guy doesn't smell like a, a creme brulee shoved into a Tupperware bin left out in the sun for half a day. Kind of, 
That's a good way to put it because he's gross. Yeah. Like he's just straight up gross. And but he was great as Porthos. Yes, he's the right casting for yeah. that. And he's yeah, the most yeah. for me. He's the best casting. I think everybody else feels Absolutely. a little oh. weird. I think Malkovich French, is intense, right? but Malkovich is <laughs> always intense. So everybody else, the casting is, hey, were you a bad guy in an '80s film? Great, we <laughs> yeah, want you to yeah. play a musketeer. Yeah. Oh my God! I first of all. I love Jeremy Irons. Every time he spoke, I had like, I was like, oh my God, that's just so yeah. great. I love to hear him talk. But every time he said King, immediately, I was thinking of lions and, you know, lion okay, king and everything right. else. Immediately. Hmm. I, across the board, like, I'm glad this wasn't a movie that uh, cast a bunch of 30 year olds as 50 year olds. <laughs> like, because that, that's how it would be now, hmm. right now, hmm. today. Yeah. It would be 30 year olds as 50 year olds. Yeah. That's I'm how glad. they but I also felt like Depardieu and a little bit Malkovich were just a little too old for what they were doing. Like I, I, I would prefer someone who was that age, but was like Keanu. Was like got a lot of like, I don't know, uh, youthful appearance. I don't know. I just, I just didn't. I, I never once felt like, oh, these are the three musketeers. They can do anything. They're gonna like. There's a wall of muskets firing down a hallway at them, and I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, I know they're going to survive this, but uh, that's unexplainable because these are old guys. You it know? feels like some some serious slumming, though, for actors like Gabriel Byrne, even Malkovich, uh, even Jeremy Irons. Like, I feel like they're above this stuff. It's just not great, not well executed enough for me to think that those dudes ought to be in this because this, I really this like was Gabriel all Byrne. Star, this is one. Of, this is the film that you look at and go, oh, all star cast. Kinda, this is the yeah. definition of all-star cast. I guess I mean, so even, at the time. Even, yeah. as, even Hugh Laurie as the King's advisor was just like a, a pleasant thing. Was, yeah, was, was he nice. doing much for us in the U.S.? No. He, he was, was uh, Stuart Little. Was that in the 2000s? Yeah, you're, I think that was 2000s. That was 2000s. Also, all of House was 2000s. Like, yeah, I think he yeah. I think he was still, for me, it was still Black Hatter time for him. Right, right. Yeah, or that this was, was a good, yeah. This is like a good seven years before House gets started. Yeah. Uh, I I just want to I just want to ask though I, I I realize that there's a problem right now in criticizing what we like as entertainment because everybody's really really enjoying saying how they would have done it mm -hmm. and it makes it makes other people feel weird like I don't need the whole world to give me their rendition of how they would have uh, done an episode of a TV show. Mm -hmm. Having said that, how awesome would it have been if in that scene? where the three musketeers decide to charge the king's muskets if they had all died. The man in the iron mask lives somehow, mm. but if they had all died right there, that would have been so much better for this movie, in my opinion. Yeah, it would have been a better all, choice. All for one yeah. and one for all, and they could all like reach over and go, all for one, one for all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, at the very least, I wish they would have gotten like injured and shot in the arms and legs and like barely made it out of there. But you're right, it's a better ending, or it's a better way to... To, to finish that stuff out it would have been you would have missed out on your dicaprio um malkovich moment of hey will you be my will you be my new dad be my new dad yeah. <laughs> i just oh, no. found out the other guy was my dad now he's gone yeah so. yeah it's just a, it's an interesting thing because i feel like there's that feels like there's a movie here that could be remade or 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 when they were making it they could have gone some directions that it would have made it really cool and and meaningful and poignant and instead a lot of it just falls into like sloppy uh typical category like it just feels like it's just pushed out of a machine a little bit 
I'm I'm curious, like, yeah. because this is a pretty famous story. There was an actual prisoner in France in like the late 1600s. This much who is was true. At yep. the same time as Louis the Fourteenth, who you know who had an iron mask on and was treated like royalty. Yeah. Blah blah blah. I'm just curious, like, before this movie, did you guys have anything like? Any of you read Alexandre Dumas as a nope. kid? Anything no, like nope. I, I knew about the um, Three Musketeers stuff I was familiar with from when I was a kid. I eat a lot of the candy bars. So I'm into that. Uh, <laughs> you okay. like the milk chocolate and yeah, uh, those yeah, are good. Oh, a connection. Yeah. Have you had the strawberry one? Oh, those are so good. They are good, and they don't make enough of them, and they're not here at the moment. I can never find those, but my right. gosh, those are oh, good. So good. It was originally, by the way, in Neapolitan. It was uh, oh, that's why it's three you're musketeers. Right. Oh, you're right. Chocolate, vanilla, that. and strawberry in the uh, uh, covered with chocolate. But like yeah. real Neapolitan ice cream, people would just eat the chocolate and throw the others out. Is what you're saying? <laughs> more, hey. We need more Neapolitan ice cream. <laughs> I like the strawberry. I do too. Uh, I I had I had zero, I had I had zero. This movie was a zero on my radar. I knew nothing except I've seen the cover art before. I had no idea that had to do anything with the three musketeers. Mm. I had no idea what the story behind uh, the man, the iron mask was. I knew nothing, mm. nothing. The only time I'd ever seen this film Uncultured. was United flight. I don't know where it was, but it was, it wasn't even one of those United flights where you've got like a, a TV screen in the back of the seat in front of you. It's when you've got uh, one big TV down the middle oh, of the yeah, aisle. Yeah. Uh, like a bus. Like, like kind of like a bus. I guess you had multiple. You had like three TVs, but they were at the top, you know, center top of the aisle. Not even like above each group of seats, kind of thing. But right, like, right. <laughs> so like, you could plug in with your headset. That I think probably at that time was the just the tube. Yeah, that you yeah. plugged the the holes into uh, the, yeah. the rubber tubes. Mm-hmm. Love it. Is he the? Uh, um, it, uh, sorry, I want to make sure I have this right. Is King Louis? Oh, it's that yes. King Louis. Okay. So he is supposed to be the big dick of France. Like the one that's always oh, yeah. just been no, an ass. I thought he was the one that everybody loved because he didn't he rule for like uh like almost like a hundred years or something, like seventy something years. Well or his dad like that. did. I, thought, I know his dad did, but I thought I thought oh. he was the I thought he was the butthole who in seventeen fifteen I don't know who I'm thinking of. I maybe have this wrong. I don't know. My French history is is garbage. I don't remember anything. Louis the fourteenth was Louis the Great. Right. That's who um, we're talking. That's who. Yeah. That's who. That's who played. we are right. talking about. That's who's that played is. in this film. Right. He reigned for okay. freaking seventy-two years. It's a. Yeah. It's an insane story. This guy. Seventy-two. So his years. first his brother first, was the good one. That's right. His his first sixteen years, and I think that's where they were playing at because the first sixteen years he was a real dick. But you know, D'Artagnan, he wanted to, he wanted to make him better. Oh, he can be a good king, and I think that was kind of like hmm. foreshadowing what was supposed to come. Hmm. Let's see when he died here. So he really did in the in in real French history, like he did kind of change. Be a dick? His, oh, I don't know. Change. I mean, I, dick when he, I, I'm sure if that was. I'm sure case. King. I'm sure King Louis was a dick, just like everybody else when he was 16. I'm yeah, sure he. Every uh, that's yeah, the other thing is he would have been very young here as as portrayed by DiCaprio, and and that's pretty accurate. He was okay. So I did a little digging here. His dad was 41 when he died, so the previous king died at a pretty early age, and then this kid basically just took over at age like four. Right. And then he died. He died 70 at age 76. That means he I mean, he pretty much went from four years old to I'm king for the rest of my life. Just remember, folks, this is not based on a true story. If you're listening, it's just 
It's got elements the, of things yeah, that yeah, are yeah. factual, yeah. but but the man, but, but the, but the, the man in the Iron Mask was a real thing. Yes, yes. Right, historians right. have tried and tried to figure out, mm-hmm. and it's very interesting. Like <clears throat> that maybe the reason this guy managed to rule for seventy-two years is because he was two people. Maybe it's possible. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a By fun the idea. Way, mm-hmm. The one, the one uh, actor who played a bad guy in the eighties that isn't in this film, Alan Rickman. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Played uh, Louis the Fourteenth in 2014 in a movie called A Little Chaos. Oh, uh, because interesting. He, because he King felt like he missed out. Yeah, right. Exactly. He's like, fine, I'll make my own uh, Louis the Fourteenth. Bring film me in those and detonators. Go screw yourself. Yes. No detonators. Here's the thing about him, though. He was uh, he was he auditioned for the role of. At, is it Atmos? Amos? What's his name? Athos. Atmos. Uh, John Malkovich's character. <laughs> yeah, John Malkovich's character. He 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 had actually tried to get it and didn't get it. They gave it to Malkovich. Oh, really? So Rickman really tried to be in this one? He did. And so did uh, Kevin Aww. Klein. Uh, Kevin Klein was supposed to be Aramis or maybe also what? Athos or something. What, while yeah. we're uh, while we're looking at IMDb, I want to draw your attention to the section <laughs> on the main page for the film called Storyline. Okay. It's okay. just got a, a summary of the film. Paris is starving. Mm-hmm. The King of France is more interested in money and betting women. Blah, blah, blah. All that remains now is to Tarnigan. Will he stand against his longtime friends or do what is best for his country? Written by Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. No. <laughs> wow. Did you what? read the part in That's there? Funny. You didn't read the... I love that. Did you read like the, the third part of that sentence when it says, when a young soldier dies for the sake of a shag? Oh, sure. is that fine? Wow! <laughs> yes, what? I now believe this was written by Leonardo DiCaprio. I Gotta be. Too. Yeah, maybe oh, he man. did. I don't know. Like he didn't seem like he was. So you're right. He was. He was. Uh, he was currently basking in the fame and the money of the of the Titanic success. And then two years right. before that, he was uh, in that Romeo and Juliet remake thing. Oh right, right. And then yeah. before that, it was kind of just Gilbert's Grape, right? Before that, right. Pretty much, and, and uh, before then growing it was like pains. growing pains, right? Yeah. Growing pains. <laughs> right. Don't you think when you when you hire somebody whose name is Leonardo DiCaprio, wouldn't you expect they'd be able to do at least one accent? Yeah, I mean, right. He does a really good Southern one <laughs> in like uh, really like Leonard Capri yeah. or something, and he just like <laughs> he does he does he does a good one in Django, but I've only ever heard him do like oh, Amer- yeah. American regional stuff. I've never heard him do anything Southern. Yeah, yeah. Right. Outside of that, I don't know what this. I guess he's just a california guy in this new uh tarantino thing coming out but i don't think he's got that kind of range like in the departed he kind of had a cool boston affect that's that was there oh maybe gangs in new york i need to see that again and see oh yeah oh that's where he got all irish yeah he totally did yeah i love that uh, movie that i think that's my favorite dicaprio movie it's very good it's very good sure i mean no kidding i if i'm picking though i think I think Inception's probably my favorite. Yeah, so I, I might Inception. have to go with Inception's, Inception's definitely the one I want to watch. Yeah. It's the, of the genre choices, of the genre choices that's the one. If you're if you're going by like pure performance yeah. and like whatever, right. then you're probably probably got to go somewhere else. But yeah, he, I forgot. He does do a, a very convincing Irish accent. He he could have done that in here and I would have been okay. I just don't yeah. like how American right. he was. He was like some brat, you know, 17-year-old just going, yeah. These secret code. These cool doors are secret. They're awesome. Bring another girl in here. That's awesome. I love girls. Ah. Hey, I could get anywhere I want in this castle by going through these secret doors. Don't forget to hit the like and subscribe. Yeah, button. exactly, Whoa. exactly, dude. <laughs> hey, y'all, what's up? It's your boy. Like the, all that. 
<laughs> What's your boy up, King Louie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, YouTubers. We love you. We really do. Uh, <laughs> so, so how many, how many, how many uh, movies did our director actually direct? Oh, this is know. our, uh, yeah, this is Randall Wallace, and he's only he's written plenty of stuff, but he's only only directed. And this, I think, he, this is his first directorial. Oh my gosh, he wrote. Debut, look at the yeah. writing. He wrote Braveheart with uh, Mel yeah. Gibson. He's he's written some great things. Um, but uh, but then he turned then he turned in this uh, homage. <laughs> like to, I said, he's written some great stuff. Like right, <laughs> Braveheart, like Starman, <laughs> right? Like Braveheart. He wrote, he wrote Secretariat, right? He wrote. He wrote the he, he wrote, wrote one episode of the TV series Starman. He didn't write the movie. Pearl Star Harbor. Yeah, he wrote he, a, he, he wrote an episode of Hunter. <laughs> I mean, come on. It felt. You know what? I believe it because this felt uh, a lot of times. It felt like uh, an '80s TV show because it was during uh, Philippe's training. I was like, yeah. "Holy crap! Who just turned on the A Team music? We're about to have a a learning fighting montage." Mm. And uh, there was a lot of moments like that where it just kind of felt weird tv kind of thing like he, when, he, when, it, when it, they threw the fruit totally agree and d'artagna remember fruit ninja mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that was weird i have i made a gif of that this uh, last night because it's cool that was a you know, that was a great little thing but the film the film really missed a lot of opportunities to do more with that like they have riots in the street they they show it twice but they don't really do anything with it. And eventually the film discards the subplot. And I hate it when that happens. Really that's, that's like a trope, really right? Like the, the discard the subplot. Yeah, I'll play that. The, it's just the poor, ridiculous. the poor, the poor uh, citizens of Paris, because they were, uh, they, they were portrayed so oddly because they were supposed to be starving. But most of those people didn't even look like they had missed breakfast much less starving and they and they had a lot of they had a lot of energy you know and they were running around holding on to rotten eggs so they could pelt uh, musketeers as they went by down the alleys and stuff mm-hmm. they just seem more disgruntled than really starving uh so i, I don't know how how angry were they supposed to be during that time yeah i they don't know seem very angry <clears throat> they didn't they didn't either they didn't really focus on that i'll tell you what's a very good depiction of that is the uh 2014 uh, Assassin's Creed game called mm. I forgot the name of it. Damn it, the one that was all about France. But anyway, that one oh, is yeah. it's all about the French uh, Revolutionary War and all that, um, or the French Revolution rather. And it's it very very much depicts all that business. Um, oh, right, it's a uh, Assassin's Creed baguette. Yes, baguette, <laughs> baguette. <laughs> I, forgot, I can't believe uh-huh. I forgot the name of the damn thing. It's really good. It's it's better than people give it credit for because at the time it was super janky at launch and also had no female protagonist and it was all controversial and anyway it's good now uh i will say this so he directed we were soldiers another mel gibson joint that was the next movie he directed so man in the iron mask was getting his feet wet i think it showed his tv roots too much and it felt like a tv show to me in a lot of ways like like dunaway was saying secretariat i quite liked i remember now i'm not really a horse movie guy but i liked that that was a good horse movie i liked it yeah, we're still we're still looking for the right horse movie to force on Brian Dunaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot. For yeah, that. appreciate that. Yeah, maybe that's the I thought, one. I thought we already I thought we already did that. Did we watch a horse movie? Did you maybe watch some horse? No, you movies? just feel like we did, but we're okay. we're still looking for the right one to to because a Thanks, force man. is a force, of course. But of we course but we watched that on. stupid uh, that stupid urban cowboy. What was what we watched? That was what not was a that? horse movie. That, sorry, that was a horse no, movie. Yeah. That, it was all about no, the horse. No, that was. Just rides one day in Las Vegas off into the sunset. That yeah. was Jane Fonda is uncomfortable. The movie that was what that. Is. 
that is yeah that doesn't count if a horse is in the movie that's count that it. that you can't count it it has to be the focus of the film or at least name the mo- name of the movie if it's if the uh, name of the movie is secretariat warhorse black Beauty, national velvet sea biscuit black stallion absolutely yeah. If you absolutely want me to change the channel, any t- anytime you have a movie that features a a young lady who is who has left town and has come to the country and has made this new friendship with a horse, I don't want to watch it. You're like <laughs> describing Flicka perfectly. We're yeah, going that's to watch it. Flicka. That's probably or, uh, it. Joan of Arc, not Joan of Arc. Uh, who was the who was the uh, the the ruler that was said to have Marie Antoinette? Was that the one that was said to have? Uh, she lost her head. Oh, was she fooling with a horse? Was that her deal? I don't know. Uh, who am I thinking of? And you, you know what happens when you get your head chopped off? You do that. That's what happens. Yeah, you go to you go to Tijuana and have a horse show. Is what you do. That's right. But well, hold on a second. It, yeah, I don't know who that is. That's a but, new... you, but you know this. Like, there's the the rumor that she had sex with a horse. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no? Hey, man, don't. Don't be don't be spreading rumors like that, man. Yeah. That's Catherine that's, the uh, Great. Catherine the Great. Really? That's bullying. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> I've never that's heard the, that. That's the that's the the rumors. Catherine the Great had sex with a horse, and wow, uh, the harness broke, and she got smashed right. by the horse. <laughs> you mean, you mean to tell you who? You mean to tell you who puts a, a drama in Queen? That's why you're always uh, you always put the woman on top when you have sex with a horse. That's, the, <laughs> that's wow. The all right, man. This this queen in this movie put the drama in queen for sure. Come on, <laughs> and and paralleled. I was confused. It like was she around the whole movie, or or like was she on vacation and suddenly no, just no. came along for the middle part? I don't I don't get it. She she was in mourning the entire movie because uh, she she could never get over once her husband had told her about the child that was taken away. She could never forgive herself and get over it, so she was always in a constant mourning. You're talking about Queen uh, Anne, and, right? Queen Anne just kind of moping yeah, around. Queen Anne, yeah, yeah, yeah Queen Anne. Uh, until until Philippe returned, and then she's she all had like, "Great furniture, by the what way." Jazz. She was so excited. She did and, have good uh, furniture. They really did. No, um, I actually, I, I don't yell in a lot of movies that we watch, but I actually yelled out loud during this movie, and it was during the scene uh, when when the the three musketeers were were on the boat. And they were trying to leave a Philippe and somebody had grabbed hold of Philippe and they were holding him and they, and they couldn't, they couldn't, they were having that tug of war. And Worst I was literally yelling. Yeah. I was yelling. I was like, what that? You cannot tell me they're going to get him. I know. Oh, I was so I'm going to hit you with oars. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was so mad. <laughs> that was a, that was a really fun scene. And there, and there's a lot of little bits like that that are like really fun. I, I, the, the pig chasing scene was fun and funny. Like I kept, I kept coming like highs and lows throughout this movie. I would yeah. like, be, oh, I love this, and then the people would start talking, and I'd be like, oh, I hate this movie. By the way, I, <laughs> I, I, uh, Gerard Depardieu seemed to be hell bent on making sure that in his contract they let him be naked as often as he oh wanted to be. God. And what's funny about that is it makes sense now because I did a little bit of a search and, and every French film he's ever been in, he's full on just man wiener in those. Like right. there, oh, really? there's no holding yeah. back for him. I mean, not, it's not like I must get naked. It's not straight up porn or anything, but it's just I, like, I, I, must, I have a huge, I have a, <laughs> right. I have a huge nose and I must distract from it. Yeah. Look at my penis. Yeah. But he was a beefy dude in this, like a strong yeah, looking yeah. Uh, guy. Yeah. So I liked the, I liked the, that the, his fighting technique was like smashing lots of heads against walls and, you know, he was kind of right. the Hulk of the group. And I, I, I don't know. I, I came what? in there thinking I was going to hate his role and it would be the worst. He was my, I think my favorite in the end. 
Weirdly. The most squirmy, the most squirmy mm. part that I experienced in this movie, as well as the part that grossed me out. I can't speak for Scott yet, but mm. oh, maybe yeah. we share this one. It was when Porthos, Depardieu, he stuck that gun up that dude's butthole. Oh, yep. Yep. And yeah. then he and then he kept the gun. And yep. he was like all like waving it around his head and stuff. I'm like, no, yeah. no. Yeah, he no. jammed that right up that guy's butt. And they and he was I'm telling you, there's something with that guy, <laughs> that actor. I think he's just like down to clown. And I think he suggests these things. He's like, I don't think you know, that was in the script either. I think the actor was just right. like really <laughs> molested there. It yeah. felt it felt bad. <laughs> I mean, he, there is that scene and I was, I think it comes up later in something I did in the thing here, but there's the scene where he's wrestling around in the grass or whatever and they go to get him up. Oh no, no, no. After he fell from the broken beam, that's what it was. And they go to get him up. Dude, he full on a holes, the camera. Like it's just a big old butt. There's your butthole right there. Have you seen my goatsy? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Look at it. It totally. I mean, I, I not that I paused and lingered or anything, but it's like you, you totally paused and lingered. If you said you didn't, you totally. Didn't. I didn't. I really didn't. But I wanted to screen cap it, and I may still yet Netflix, do that just Netflix for you guys. Is gonna, Netflix is going to send somebody out to check on you, make sure you're okay. Yeah, they very, very well might. I gotta find. I gotta find the one where. When, I don't remember when that happened in the movie. It seems like maybe it was early on. He gets very depressed and suicidal. But yeah, right. he full on buttholes the audience. So chat room yeah, or you, chat room. You know Netflix keeps those statistics, right? You know they know. Oh, they always that know. you're pause. You know that you know they know that you're pausing at that spot. You know it's. They they know I'm in there right now trying to isolate it. I'm trying to find it in the right, screen right. cabinet for you guys, but I can't find it. He's scrubbing the whole movie right now, <laughs> looking for the butthole scene. I totally am, dude. <laughs> you're not wrong. well. It's at uh, one hour eighteen minutes and thirty four seconds. <laughs> I think I found it. I think. I think I found it. If this is a videotape, that that part of the tape would be totally stretched yeah. thanks to Scott. I found it and when I get the when I get the scene I'm going to send you guys Gerard, Gerard Depardieu bubble in in Discord. I will now block Scott. Yeah, block me on right, Discord because that's what's now. happening. It's coming on Discord. So which you I was trying to look at the my beef Wellington. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I meant to I meant to go back actually and review because I I when the four musketeers were uh, coming down the hall when they were being shot at by the the young musketeers who did not want to look when they were shooting. Uh, everybody was running straight except for one of the musketeers. He was zigging and zagging, and I was trying to remember. I was trying to remember which one it was because everybody else would have been totally dead. <laughs> but uh, he, at least one of them was zigging and zagging. I think it was Malkovich. All right, all right. I like a good zigzag. It's all right. Yeah, you get you don't run straight into a musket. No. You need to oh. you need to serpentine. Wait, yeah. Serpentine. Is that why they call them musketeers because they use muskets? Yeah, but also you only use them once. That was the deal back then. The guns weren't reloadable, or they were, but they were they were, they were arduously reloadable. Yeah, so you like would 10 fire minutes, ten minute reload time. Yeah, so you'd fire one, drop the gun, and then it's all swordplay from there on, which is kind yeah. of kind of fun. You know, it's a cool idea. I love it. Yeah. But right. they really should be called swordketeers, and yeah, because the, they're mostly because sword the, because the yeah. musket's not much of a. It just doesn't matter. The musket's not important. Would no, you no. lanceketeers or uh Ooh, I like fence, that. Fence fenceketeers. Pokesketeers. Pokesketeers. I'll tell you what they didn't do. They didn't give Raul a gun because he went and faced that cannon face that was first. So weird. The that way was it was cut. Scene. The it way was. it was cut, it looks like he, he was attacked by the top of a hill. It looked like it looked like slapstick because he just you know he stood up he runs and then we get like this really close up of a, a cannon cannon hole right in our face boom yep yeah poor Sarsgaard did you yeah Sarsgaard he was he gets, I figured he sprinkler sprinkler clock, cock blocked basically what? 
Can there we, was so much cock blocking in we, that part. Can we ask about that for a second? Let's slow down and talk about the sprinklers. Was that even a thing? Yes. Could you do that? I, no, I don't you, think those so. Were, those yeah, weren't you sprinklers. Could, those were fountains. I guess fountains. fountains. Yeah, yeah, but could you, you could but, totally but, do that. Okay, but did they have that? But would you then? have all the controls for the fountains on a little plinth right next to the king? Gra- gravity feed. I can't. I, let's just say the. I think the technology was there. Would, would did this actually exist? I can't say that, but I, I think oh, the technology. Aqueducts. I mean, that's yeah. that implies all kinds of plumbing implications that I don't think they had in 1715. I, I think whatever. this existed in the 1600s. Right. I think there was enough gravity feed that you could use. Oh, I, I yeah. think that would be possible. Okay. I think yeah, totally you're the possible. you're the king of France. You're gonna have fountains, and they're gonna yeah. have switches. Like it's totally doable. Okay, I guess so. But, you're the but king would of he France. touch them? That's the question. <laughs> I mean, according to Answers.com, uh, the first fountain... Oh, never mind. It's the first fountain pen. Never mind. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I love that. But now I got to know, no. when was the first fountain pen? Yeah, you when gotta did tell that come me. around? Oh, 18, uh, 1856. You can't, you can't dangle that in front of me. Wow. <laughs> That's later than I would have thought, 1856. Yeah. I would have and thought... It gets stuck. Yeah. Still, uh, Still gets clogged at, uh, at the I, bank. Yeah, I, I just want to say I loved all the different chateau that they filmed around for the exteriors. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I seriously loved it. I'm like, I just want to go to France and and I want to sit in the grass. Yeah, near all of sure. these different beautiful. But it was weird to me that they used so many different chateaux. Like, were they were they trying to say that Louis was moving around, or did they think we wouldn't notice that? That one has a blue roof and that one has a pink roof and those are totally different buildings. I think they just think I think it's just background dressing and if it changes, the audience isn't expected to to scrutinize. It's one of those deals. But they also there's a bunch in here about how they didn't film some of this is not filmed in France, some of it's other parts of Europe. And I can't find the place where I read that, but oh right. it's because I'm looking you know, at this director I, guy. I will say this about this movie as well. The uh this had a huge amount of quotable quotes for a period piece kind of movie. I was shocked. It almost felt like an action film where you have these one-liners. It's just like, like a Jeopardy category, so by the way. And the next category is quotable quotes. That's what I was I like. Did, I, didn't come away, I didn't come away remembering quotes very well from this no. film. No, really? No, so just, you don't remember stuff like... One, but that, that was kind of from <laughs> something else. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I mean, there, was, there their, was some stuff. That's their legend. But yeah, they don't have anything yeah. that's like... I mean, I captured a bunch of stuff. None of it's loving you as a treason against France. I don't know why everything oh, they wow. said just felt like it just felt like it was right out of an action film. It just, yeah, I, hmm. I did enjoy her. Um, uh, Anne Perriot, however, no, wait, that was that was uh, his mother, um, uh, uh, J- uh Judith Godrick. Mm. But I, I, I'm telling you, the was movie hates women. Mm. The, this movie <laughs> is just like women, women are not a thing they're not heroic they do not have any power nothing and i mean maybe that's a little accurate but damn mm. this movie is so manly and so full of men like there's like 10 men who do everything in the movie well it's, a, it's just like is it would you say that's a thing like this is a great question actually i have about historical representation in film today because when we make something new um we, I think as a society are more inclined to go, yeah, we need to quit troping this out where it's all the men saving everybody and the women can't do anything for themselves. That's bull crap. So let's, let's change that up. But when you're depicting something from a historical perspective, it's hard, right? Like, cause if you want to put out a movie and say, you know, this is how it was in France, you're still going to have people go, 
ah, give the women more to do. The freaking, the men suck. Like you're going to have a freak out, even though you're kind of showing things the way they were. It's difficult, I guess. Is what I, I'm yeah, I'm not calling for a Three Musketeers movie starring Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, and Kate McKinnon. Although I would, <laughs> yeah, love although I would that. love that. Yeah, that is there right. is there is a possibility that that's not in the works? <laughs> <laughs> Leslie Jones yeah, as right. King Louis the Fourteenth. I don't know, but <laughs> it's like I I, 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 I don't think I don't think that's the answer. I just think that this, like, when you get back before a certain point, and the point's close, like. When you get back before movies made, I don't know, 10 years ago, it's just, it's not even a thought. This The people making this movie never thought like, oh, this is going to make women look like nothing but sexual playthings, crazy people who kill themselves, and a completely deluded mother. I don't understand how she's so quiet and complacent about this whole situation. Well, you know? She's very sad, you know, her one son's got a big old mask head and the other one's a dick. Like, she doesn't know what to do. Poor Queen Anne. Yeah. Just yeah. poor Queen Anne. Languishing in the in the richest corner of the world, <laughs> chilling out with a, all, every possible thing you'd ever need. <laughs> poor Queen Anne. Uh, I will tell you, this movie, like, constantly I was like, okay, when I when I started watching this movie, I said, okay, this the movie, I'm going to turn my brain off because there's no, you know, not a lot of accurate stuff. It's fine. It's fine. So I did that. And as a result, I kept getting these soap opera moments where it's like, What? He's your dad. Mm-hmm. What? There's a twin, mm-hmm. and he's in a You're mask. You're the leader of the Jesuits. What? what? Right. <laughs> exactly. You're the leader of the what? Mm-hmm. I did that a lot during this movie. Yeah, this is all true. Uh, by the way, I just Watch wanted to. Uh, this is still kind of an offshoot, but Brian brought her up, and I wanted to mention something I found about brought her up. Catherine the Great. All right. So there was this. Yeah. There was this uh, rumor. So this isn't even the horse thing. There was this rumor that she had something called the erotic cabinet. And here's, oh, how, yeah. here's how it worked. Urban legend states that the erotic cabinet was ordered by Catherine the Great and was adjacent to her suite of rooms. According to the said urban legend, the furniture was highly eccentric with tables that had large penises for legs. Penises and vulvas were carved out of the furniture and the walls were covered in erotic art. Statues of naked men and women inside and some versions of legend state that some erotic artifact from Pompeii uh, were used. Please stop, brought Please to stop pumping my chair. Thank you. Uh, says, <laughs> I thought they found all that stuff. No, it's not. It's unconfirmed, it unconfirmed reports okay. of photographs of the cabinet. So there's okay. a, they say that uh, the account is dodgy, sketchy, and dubious at best, according to experts. Um, this was stuff they found after the Second World War. And some of it, they say the Germans destroyed when they invaded. So anyway, there's no way to really know any of this stuff, but it's, it's kind of awesome. I love the idea of some horny queen with her freaking penis table in the room. <laughs> Something about well, that. Well, leave it to a bunch of guys who can't even find the uh, the G-spot end table. That uh... <laughs> Anyway, and we're done with Just her. Gonna, there's going to be a Downton Abbey series about this eventually There's maybe gonna be. sure starring melissa mccarthy as queen or catherine the great <laughs> that'd be great that'd be awesome uh actually downton abbey movies still being made isn't it that's the thing oh i hope so yeah i love that show i miss it it was it was i realized it was basically a very highfalutin well-made british soap opera but i still really liked it that was great speaking of accents they were all good in there <laughs> anyway uh <laughs> Uh, the Iron. Uh, oh, I was going to say the only trivia that really jumped out at me about this was what Leon, Leo's uh, mask was made out of. 
and it says it was made out oh, of poly. It, it was poly. poly <laughs> it was polystyrene, which made me laugh because you could have called this movie "The Man in the Polystyrene Mask," and it wouldn't have been as impactful. Probably. Right, it wouldn't have been bad. Yeah, yeah, you could have done that. But uh, I, I thought about that because I was, I was trying to, I was trying to do the, uh, for just a minute. My mind woke up and said, "Hey, Brian, what?" Let's do some science. What if you did put a man in an iron mask? How would it affect you know the chemistry of his face and his sure, shoulders, the and growth his, of his hair, and yeah, and his neck and that kind of stuff? Would he would he have perfectly clear skin uh, once he got out of that mask? Because yeah, I don't think I don't so. Know. Mm. I don't the know. Whole thing, like I could I could understand the mask being a leather mask with a couple of iron strips over the face, mm-hmm. but. Man, this thing with this tiny little holes for eyes and mouth, no. That you yeah. you would just die. You wouldn't be able to sleep, blah blah blah. Yeah, you're gonna get I sick. I think if they di- were to do it as a leather mask with a couple iron strips, he'd look like the gimp from Pulp Fiction. So yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's exactly right. Yeah, and it I, it was hard for me to take him serious when he was wearing it and they were having the confrontations in that in that hallway where basically the last third of the movie seems to happen in that hallway, but where they're all fighting and stuff, and he's standing there, and he's got his mask on, looking back at the other DiCaprio. I just couldn't take him seriously. He just looked like a, a gimp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. dude, you can't take that off. Like, you don't. It's not cool. Stop it. I really did want him to stick his tongue out of the hole at some point. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I love that. Yeah. Hey, is it? You know is it? Is coming. it? You know, there's outtakes where he did that. Oh, oh yeah, got to be. Had to. Is 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 it really a secret passage? Is there, if everybody knows about it because there was like <laughs> tons ridiculous. of secret passages, but I'm everybody sorry. knew them. Yeah, but and also, if you're the king, and people could use the secret passages against you, then you have to post guards on them. Yeah, so they're really not secret. They're obvious. Right. What what uh, you come in this huge ballroom and there's a guard standing over next to a bookshelf. What I wonder where the secret passage is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like protecting this, those books. <laughs> I feel like the only person that should know is him. Everybody else shouldn't know. Or what's the point? Because right. now you're at risk no matter what. I mean, look, I think Gabriel Burns very trustworthy as well, but eventually <laughs> not. He turns on him in the end. Like, yeah. like he don't... had no trouble using the secret passages. And when the king called him out on it, he's like, eh, whatever. Yeah, that's a practical eh. weird thing there. And. Didn't really get that. Also, okay, here's a good question. I don't know if this is a trope or what this is, but it seems like every movie that has an old timey um, ball, they all have, a, they always have a royal ball going on. Oh, sure. And it seems yeah, like they've yeah. always got these shit masks that everybody wears. It's the mask ball or whatever they call it. <sighs> and the problem with it is, it just is. It seems like a huge, yeah, masquerade ball. It's a huge security <laughs> risk because you've just made yeah. it easy for Gerard Depardieu to look like a lady and come in there. And 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 hide himself because he's got a mask on. Like every one of these movies, they have espionage, spy craft, and freaking murder happening during the during the masquerade balls. Quit having poor, those. Poor, Just dance. Poor poor plot device. I really felt like I was watching uh, Mission Impossible there for just a second with that whole mask scene. It was uh, it was odd. Oh, yeah. Well, did, and, he turns and now another couple of people have iron masks. What? What? And was so Randy? Actually, is Randy I right? Liked that they were freaking that, out. That was fine, but was Randy right that there were multiples being used, or was it just one person jumping around? No, it was multiple. I think people. there were multiples Multiple. being used. Okay. Yeah. All right. How they, they never explained that, did they? Where the hell did well, they get they, the extra they, masks? The, well, the idea, I guess, was supposed to be that they wanted him to leave the room in an anxious manner, so that when he came back it would be okay that he was off. Yeah. No, I get that. But but the masks, him looking around like he's seeing things, 
Right. Other people are going to see somebody standing next to him suddenly pull a metal mask up in front but, of their head. Right. Wasn't that a very Shakespearean kind of thing to do in his stories? Didn't he like know. write that kind of thing? It annoyed me. Just curious. Everything about yeah. masquerade balls annoys me. Like straight up annoys me. It's either <laughs> what a bunch about the of, red mask. It's either perverts. Right. Like it's either like uh, you know uh, what was the Kubrick movie? Eyes wide oh, shut. Eyes wide shut. shut. Yeah. It's Remind either that, that or it's it's these dumb people just prancing around, not knowing who each other is. I just, that's just dumb. Just go dance. Go dance. Get some food. Have a nice night out. You know. But how how is royalty supposed to you know keep it on the download? They're doing the that's things exactly unless right. they can mask. The entire point of fancy masquerades is mm. to get laid and have plausible <laughs> deniability. That's the only point. True story. Wow. All right. Yeah. Is the chase the pig around thing a common thing back in the... Uh... It was a thing in South Texas where I grew up. Man, a, greased, <laughs> a greased pig scramble was so freaking fun. Yeah, no, it sounds like a oh blast. But I can't... All these people in fancy bustiers and I don't know what the men wear, whatever the, all that stuff is, like seemed insane to me. Like who would do that? Just I, I guess you got one less I, piece I of jewelry, up, and I straight up saw like five people just walk over the pig during the close up on the pig show. Oh like, yeah. yeah, there's nobody you really can like easily you can just catch reach that. Pig. Grab that. Uh, you don't even have to catch the pig. Just grab the little thing off the off his little antenna, yeah. or just yank Snatch. over that antenna, his horn. Just grab the thing right off his horn. Boom, you're done. Oh yeah, there was no there was no need to capture the pig. Grab the no. thing, go home. <laughs> Yeah. none's the wiser i mean the king go home with a huge diamond wow right. what a, that was too way too much prize that's a that's a trope by the way when the prize is a million times better than what it should be right right oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> what do you guys so let's have theories though since the, it's the pig in a bucket or pig in a blanket maybe we call him but he he disappears the pig is no more do you think they ate him? Did he just get away? Is he somebody's pet now? Well, we we heard one last scream uh, while while the king was trying to to kiss Christine, and I think that was the last time we heard from the pig. So I'm assuming someone called him at that point. Right, but then did, what do you think they did with them? They got the jewel, but then did they eat the pig? Oh, and then they made made like little bacon strips. Little, little. I, I know. <laughs> I get I get jewelry and bacon strips. Okay. All right. What's the what's the equivalent of uh, veal when it's uh, pig? Is right, there, is like piglet uh, roasted pig. Oh, I guess I'm yeah, sure. suckling suckling pig is is mm. a huge delicacy. Yeah. It's so wasteful because like you want that pig to put on a couple hundred pounds. And yeah, they, and they I mean you, you put so you put corn in. Taste a lot you get bacon out. This. Yeah, no, that's how that's how that works. That's how pigs. You work. put trash in mm-hmm. bacon on the out. It's right. amazing. It's incredible. Oh my gosh, I want some pig now. What are you doing to me here? I want some pig. I don't, I don't. I I personally can't eat pig bacon anymore, but I still love turkey bacon. No, turkey bacon's amazing, but it's not. We Ibit and I were talking about this. Turkey bacon isn't really. It's more like just a nice ham. Yeah, yeah. it's it, good. It yeah. doesn't taste like uh, bacon. There's no crispy edges. I can't get a good crisp up on a on a oh, turkey I, bacon. I, I agree, but also I don't feel like I'm going to die afterwards. I mean, I love the <laughs> well, taste yeah. of bacon. So good. Yeah. By the way, you feel like I, you're going to die after a turkey bacon? No, no, no. Regular bacon. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I, was doing, I was doing a big mixed grill last night out by the pool, and a friend of mine brought a couple of different Beyond meats. And I just want you to know there you go. they are definitely named correctly. What are, are, wait, hold on. What is a Beyond that? Can we get you to say all that again with like a Mr. Howell accent? Yeah. I was making a big mixed grill out by the pool. It did sound highfalutin, but tell me what a Beyond meat is. I don't know what that is. I'm interested in trying some of that. 
So it's like the, you know, the, you've heard of like the impossible burger. This is a different brand. Okay. And beyond is, I think the first to go public. I think they're like, they, you can buy stock in beyond right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, these were just, uh, you know, uh, faux meat patties for burgers and faux meat, uh, dogs for hot dogs. Mm -hmm. And it, it wasn't really edible. I'm sorry. To that's my, that, that's too so, bad. so that was my question. I've never talked to anybody who's really tried that stuff. You didn't feel like it uh, got even close? I really didn't. And what I did was I, I pulled the sausage-shaped uh, veggie dog off the grill after, you know, getting a good, I got a couple good grill lines on it, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I put it in the bun, and I'm like, I'm going to just take a bite of the meat, the Beyond Meat, and then dress it. And I was like, oh... Yeah, this I don't like how this tastes, and I covered it in mustard and onions, and I still didn't like how it tasted. Wow! <laughs> and this is what like all soy soy based or what, how are they doing this stuff? I mean, yeah, like, there's there's soy and vegetables in, in this thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, I try uh, it. I, I want to try it, but I don't. I I fear I, that, think, I fear what you're saying is just universally true that they're never going to be able to capture why meat is good. Well, I think everyone should try it, and maybe if it works for you, then it's a really good thing. Like, because the price is only going to come down. Super good for the environment. However, do not try this right after you've just eaten a bratwurst from the butcher. Yeah, because like that's that's was my problem. I had fresh in my mouth a bunch of pork fat swimming around on my tongue. You know. And so I had this uh, idea of what it should taste like. I mean, you you're right. way better off going in empty. I get that. Uh, well, that's a that was a fun little detour. I like that. I enjoyed it. Right, that. right. Meat. How about uh, how about a little bit of the old um, uh, the old uh, deal here? The the thing the 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 sound yeah, files. Right. Want to hear sound files? How about that? Yes, clips, clips. clips. Yes. Gosh dang it, clips. The word clips was eclipsed from me. I couldn't think of it. Mm. All right, um, let's do it. This is oh that's for Dunaway later. Hold on, let me pull this down here. Okay, <laughs> what, what? they uh, I don't remember the movie being so salty. Uh, oh. It was a PG thirteen film, but I I don't remember any of like the some of this stuff. And I'll play a couple of clips here that will be uh, uh, sort of uh, emblematic of that. So here's this one. Sometimes there are more important things to life than a good pair of tits. Really, geez, Scar from uh, P- PG thirteen sex. Boy, did we have it in this movie. We so do. much oh, yeah. PG thirteen sex. We can hear it from outside the room, but yeah. then when we're in the room, you're perfectly covered, so we don't see your naughty bits. Yeah. Carefully placed arms and mm-hmm. Gerard Depardieu's and Yep. You're a director's <laughs> cut away from an R rating, really. I mean that's how close <laughs> yeah. you are. Oh yeah. Here's another one where Depardieu says a thing. The feel of a plump pink nipple between my lips. I don't ever want to think about him doing anything with a plump pink nipple. I don't need to hear that. Male, female, I don't care. Yeah, it does not matter. Only that it is plump and pink. Pee up and down an airplane. (laughs) Yeah, see, that's the other thing with that guy. You see a lot of his movies and you realize, oh, maybe he's just like this. Like the the story of him on that airplane getting drunk and peeing all over the aisle is absolutely totally in character, you know? Like, that's something yeah. this character would have done. Uh, here we go. Malkovich with no accent. I can't take this. It's yours. She died giving you to me. I want to die knowing it's on the finger of the woman my son loves. Okay. You just said, well, okay, right. look. I, I wouldn't say no accent. Yeah. <laughs> right. Malkovich's accent is ridiculously American. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. He, plays the, he plays the creepiest dad in this film. I don't know what it is about Malkovich. But he can be real creepy real quick. 
And for some reason, just everything he described for his love for his son just felt awkward. Do you wish he had done awkward. this accent? So you have my money? Do you wish he would have brought that out again? <laughs> that yes. would have been better. I, I guess I'm okay that he didn't do that. That's okay. I think oh, I, I, want that I think I would have enjoyed it if he had. I mean, not in a good money. way. It wouldn't have been. <laughs> it wouldn't have been good, but. I mean, he's he's the reason I even like that Rounders movie or whatever it was called. Was it Rounders? Yeah, yeah. Rounders. 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 Yeah. Uh, here's um, House. This is House talking to Leonardo DiCaprio. Your Majesty. Yellow sash. But as your advisors, we feel it is our... Our duty. Uh, yes. Yes, our duty to inform you that there are riots in Paris. Riots? But Paris is the most beautiful city in the world. Okay, why? If you're going to have House show up and do a thing, he disappeared. That was it. He was. That was. We were done with well, him. Yeah, he got himself he, killed by telling yeah. the truth. That's a trope. Oh, right. They, he ordered his death right then, and then they never followed him. Yeah, through. he did. Okay. All right, mm-hmm. We know what happened to him. But he was wearing that wig, and it looked. he looked like the character he plays in Black Adder. That was crazy. <laughs> kind of enjoyed that. Uh, here's some terrible dialogue. Enjoy. I'll never be a rich man, but you'll always have my heart. Then I'm richer than the king. Blah. Right. Yeah. I can't do it. Here's more. Sarsgaard's married to Maggie Gyllenhaal, if I remember correctly. What? He's got a lot of A's. Do you think he ever gets confused and wonders why Jake is in his bed, or does he think he's just done? <laughs> Probably not. Okay. Uh, I'll just lob one of those over home plate and let you swing for the fences. <laughs> Well, you set me up pretty good, so thanks for that. Anybody anybody have a favorite Peter Sarsgaard uh, performance? I have a least mm-hmm. favorite, but I can tell you. What's that? What's your um, least favorite? It was the Kenzie one with. Um, sure, uh, yeah. Uh, um, so, sorry, who? Uh, Liam Neeson. Uh, he yeah, was the famous Laura sex Lenny. therapist thing. Laura oh, Linnea. Yeah, right. It was an interesting movie, but he just weirded me out the entire time. And his yeah. he's on full man wiener display, and I didn't like it. That mm-hmm. bothered me a little bit. <laughs> So other than that, he's he's just fi- he's fine in most things. Like I liked him in um, Garden Garden State. State or, yeah, great in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, good in um, that one where he does the test. It's about the guy who ran the tests on people, where the people on the other side oh, thought they were electrocuting yeah, yeah. people. I forgot the name of the movie. What was that? The experiment, oh. maybe the experimenter, experimentor. Was that experimenter, it? Experimentor, experiment, whatever it was. But that's it's good. It's very good. Well, actually, yeah. one of the guys he shocks is. Um, uh, Oh shoot, the comedian. Um uh, Ah, I can't think of his name all of a sudden. No, Gaffigan, Jim Gaffigan. It's very oh, weird. Jim, okay. It's very weird that he's in that. But it's uh that's a great movie. He's like he's a he's an interesting dude. And also as the bad guy in um the remake of the Magnificent Seven, he's very oh, really? in that. Yeah, I remember I him as the bad guy on uh in Flight Plan and playing a very convincing <sighs> When can we watch Flight Plan? When is that going to be streaming? Right now, Brian Dunaway. We're going to watch what? it right now. I don't Let's do it. it. Turn it on. Let's go. An instant live sack. Right Goodbye, here. everybody. Let's Good night. It. Oh, I mean, uh, let's keep, <laughs> keep going. Um, all right. Here's some more freaking horrendous dialogue. Christine, isn't it? I would have thought it was impossible, but I do believe the excitement of this chase has made you even more beautiful. Sire, I thank you. I blush. You do not wish to look beautiful for your king? No, sire. I mean, yes, yes, of course, sire. It makes me want to die. I hate everything. The script, the I script think I figured out French... a way to get out of this movie. 
<laughs> the script has the French king literally say, I do believe. Mm-hmm. Seriously? Yeah. I do believe. And and he and he and he said it. He didn't say, you know what? I'm gonna make this line better. No. He no. said, I do believe. That's incredible to me. That came out of his mouth hole. You're right. Uh here's uh some di- what? I don't know what this is. Has there been some disaster? Oh, that's him freaking out. Uh and then this part's a little longer than I played at the top, but I, still, I think this is weird. You don't know what it's like to have a son, to have kissed his hair and smelled his breath as he slept. I've never done that with any of my kids, where you sit there while oh, they're really? sleeping and breathe their their there breath. Is, I'm not I going, just kissed totally a baby on the on the head last night because man, they smell so great. No, nothing yeah. wrong with that. I don't mean that, but like sitting there huffing on his breath—that's a weird idea. I'm not into that. That's weird. I mean, if it's a baby right. and I, nobody's who's getting down there going, oh, keep breathing, kid. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. See, mm. see that that's all cool and all. But once they get to be like 16 and heading to war, maybe she tone that, maybe she <laughs> okay. tone that down yeah. a little bit. Totally. Dad, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kissing your hair and breathing your breath. I'm sorry. Smelling your breath. Ugh. This just sounds bad. All right, this scream is dumb. If I babies, wrote. if babies' breath weren't so good, why would they put it in in prom bouquets and boutonnieres? Yeah, babies are fine. I mean, there's one here today that's a wonderful little dude, and he smells great, and he's go got breathe ki- his breath and let it let it report back. Let us know how it is. Well, he just barfed, so we'll let it, Ew, I'll, okay. we'll let that sit well, for a while. That. Yeah, and if you don't, a little bit of breast. My my own daughter's boob milk. Not into it. All right, here we go. Oh God, you ah! keep bringing that up. Why do you keep bringing that up? Because it's freaky. It's freaky. In my fridge, there are. I know you should keep that to yourself. I know it's TMI, but in my fridge and in my freezer, there is frozen versions of uh, breast milk for my daughter. Totally normal, totally natural, all that. But it's still just weird now, to me. It's weird. Have you have you considered uh, a competition, a friendly competition, to see how much breast milk you can put in there? Well, I need to that? work the nipple for a while, so I was thinking Gerard Depardieu might be able to <laughs> help me out. Uh, all right, could this, you milk me? Yeah, could you milk me, Gerard? <laughs> Here's a, a scream that the girl makes that's super dumb. So here you go. There you go. It's just dumb. It's not good. That's when she fell oh, out. Oh, thank her. God I'm out of this movie. Yeah. I was a little surprised Peter Sarsgaard was dead so early. I thought he would be around. Yeah. And for a while, but he I th- died in such fabulous manner. Yeah. And the way they were setting him up, it just seemed like he would have, I don't know. I, I, I forgot how all this went when I saw it in theaters. All right. Uh, when anyone ever asks you what the best Terminator movie is, your answer is it's Judgment Day. Okay, that's what you have to say. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's what true. You have to say. It's true. And then this clip from um, I want to thank Ibbett's mom for sending this to me. She found this in, <laughs> oh, wow. in a drawer. Yeah, it's been a while since we've gotten some stuff from her. Yeah. And it was uh, a clip of her talking to Brian when he was trying to figure out what tux to wear to uh, prom. That's oh, the backstory. Okay. Yep. So this is what she said to you after a while. I guess you were struggling with it, and she said this: "Wear it until you love it." There you go. So that's a. <laughs> it ruined the whole rant that he said that. Yeah. yeah. Like again, the, I how disagree. could you read the script? How could you look at this script and and not stop and ask somebody, "Hey, can we put a better line here?" No, I disagree. That that line made me uh, chortle. It was it was amazing. <laughs> I loved it. Wait, give do me the, not change. Give me an example of a chortle. Give me one. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That is a good chortle, yeah. All right. The reason I like it is because, or the reason I, I well, yeah. It reminds me of the Gilbert Grape days because his voice cracked a lot back then. So he does that again here. Wear it until you love it. That Hold that first little. Wear it until little, you love it. 
It's like, dude, he was still he was still finishing puberty. Yeah. He, he had, had a little, the, he, little left. He had a little bit of the piglet still caught in his throat. <laughs> Do you guys get the impression? <laughs> did you get the impression that Louis is a lot like DiCaprio? I mean, the legends are that DiCaprio is a smooth operator with the with the young ladies. Oh, and, it's uh, not even rumor. I put a little link in our uh, in our Discord chat showing a graph. This is this this graph is fantastic, by the way. It's uh, if you if you scroll up there, basically it shows you um, DiCaprio's age yeah. going up, 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 all the way from twenty four to forty four. Yeah. Yet, yet all of his uh, his uh, girlfriends. Words, they, his girlfriends, in other words, he never get getting, any higher than twenty five. Yeah, so he that. keeps getting older, but they keep staying the same. They age keep staying the same age, exactly. Yep. That's no, and interesting. I can't. I can't actually look at this chart anymore because I actually burned the host channel after uh, Scott told me he was going to post a part two, which I did. Yeah, burned anyway. down our private channel. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah, Most it. recent one is Camila Maroney. Uh, for he was forty three when they started dating. She was twenty. Oh man! All right. Nice. I mean, you know. Hey, sure. you know, good for him. If uh, sure. I guess is it's, it, it's, it's good, good work if you can get it. Yeah, is it good <laughs> for him though? I mean, he just keeps leaving them. By the time they crest off at twenty five and moving on right. to the next one, it just that seems like a bad lifestyle. I don't know. I don't know. I can't judge. I don't know. I don't know what's going on over uh, there. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Galloway has no words. Yeah. I don't really. I mean, either. I was gonna for just a second. I was like. Well, well, just scientifically speaking, I guess a woman might be in her prime for, for mating, so it would be a good idea because maybe the possibility of having a boy to carry on your lineage would be a good idea. And I was like, I'm not defending that crap. Yeah, plus it sounds like you're talking about an actual king again and not an actor in Hollywood, so. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, I, oh, oh, is there a chart? Is that chart for DiCaprio's sex life or is it for It's Luis? DiCaprio's sex life. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, no, no that's the shock. That's the thing. <laughs> I thought we was talking 1600s King Louis. I'm like, well, that oh, was yeah, just no. how it was back then. But no, you're talking, no. oh, I got you. We're talking Leo. I can't, look, I can't look at the room. I told you. Yeah. No. <laughs> What's I, the, yeah. He's the, uh, the wolf of every street, apparently. Yeah, we're kidding. <laughs> when That's I a, say this is a celebrity couple with a huge age difference, who do you think of? Um... Uh oh, uh no Patrick Stewart. Yeah, no, Patrick Stewart. Of, Patrick Stewart and his yeah. thirty year old wife, or whatever she is. Oh, okay. I used to All think right, of Demi I used to think of Demi Moore and uh Bruce Willis or Ashley no, Kutcher. Ashley Kutcher. Yeah. They used oh, to think of that. The other, that yeah, it's usually the other direction, but you're right. That's a good example yeah. of that. And I, I thought mm -hmm. for years it was Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta Jones was the one oh, yeah. everybody that's always came, came up yeah, with. That's a, that's but they're kind of they're we're kind of past it now. Like that, they're not they're not the example of yeah. that thing. Well, are they still together? I know that when he had the whole HPV thing, um, th there was some rumble that the two of them were splitting up. Are they still together? I feel like I just saw them at the Oscars. I feel like together, okay. wearing okay. rings, like just this year. Yeah, I think they're together still. I think what keeps them together is they're both taking very good care of that dried up old reed known as as Kirk Douglas. <laughs> I think that keeps they've them. They've got a focus. They've yeah. got a joint focus right now. But yeah. once that's over, <laughs> yeah, they have a project. It's like having kids. You know, you work through it, help oh, raise them, get them old enough, and then you break up later. I think that's what's going on there. Um, <laughs> did did anyone even like? Did Harrison Ford even come to mind? Like, um, I mean, Callista Flockhart wasn't that much younger than him at the time. Yeah, how far apart are those two? Um, uh, twenty, at least twenty years, at least. Yeah. Oh really? Okay. Let, let me look her up. She is 
She was born in 64, so she's in her 50s now. What would that make her? Uh, 50... Let's say 55. Okay, so she's 55. He's 72. Eh. I mean... All right. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a pretty big gap, but it didn't come to mind. That was the main thing. When no. I said the, the category, that did not come to mind. No, it's when girls are in their like 20s and the guys are in their 40s is where I start to... I guess that's right. close to that. So it's 15 years for them instead of the normal 20. But also, he, he was... Like he was getting it on with Carrie Fisher, it turns out we all found out recently while she was nineteen and he was thirty five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy, thirty five and nineteen. That seems yeah. I know that's legal. Uh, yeah, but anything right? No, so when when you're, I think anything over twenty five and nineteen probably would feel a little skeevy. It's right, like- and the reason why is because someone, you know, I mean, yes, legally eighteen uh, in the U.S. age of consent. However, we all know that in order to make full life decisions, you have to actually be an adult for a certain amount of time and have a little bit of experience before you can make, you know, really good decisions based on your own data. Mm-hmm. And so when we when we think of somebody in their 30s, it's like if they want to date somebody in their 50s, they probably lived enough life to, you know, make that, you know, make that choice. Yeah, that that was the discussion when Amal Clooney and her husband got married. Like oh, yeah. the yeah. You know, right. she was in her 30s, and so it was totally, like, understandable. Yeah, but also, mm-hmm. I mean, look, it's a potent combination of age, fame, or sorry, um, money, fame, and penis. Those three things together, <laughs> Yeah, they create they create really a toxic uh, thing, because now you're, right. you're, everybody wants you, everybody wants to be around you, it's really because exactly. you're famous and you have money. At the end of the day, if yeah. you didn't have any of that, they wouldn't give two shits about I, you, and you wouldn't date a 24-year-old. I often give Corey Feldman a bigger pass than he might deserve for some of the stupid crap that comes out of his mm-hmm. mouth. And the reason why is because I'm like, this dude has been in the machine since he was a child. Yeah. And he has no perspective on what the, you know, what the real world is like. So I mean, it's it's hard to go, I can't believe he said that stupid crap, but it's like, you know, yeah. how would I be if I was a child star and Right. Up through all you that know, crap. Mm-hmm. You live like kind of a sheltered life where you've got a bunch of people who just tell you yes all the time. You know, a lot of these people, it's no wonder that they make these bad decisions because they've yeah. never had any uh, negative influence in their life saying, oh, dude, don't do that. Right. That's dumb. Why yeah. Yeah. You just reminded me of Louis the Fourteenth, and <laughs> I found right. it. I found you know, it Corey, utterly, Corey Feldman, the line woman is... put in my quarters. <laughs> I, I found it utterly bizarre that in our first look at Louis fourteen in this thing, he is uh, overriding some military plans yeah. and, you know, maybe maybe saying something that makes sense and is a re- good idea because I, I think it works against him as a character. Like, I'm like, oh, I kind of like him, I think, in this moment, and I don't want to. I shouldn't. Yeah. I, yeah, that's, that's what was so amazing about DiCaprio's you know his his swagger or what he brings to his roles is you, you can you can feel very empathetic towards him one second and then hate him the next he's really good at just popping in and out of that that's mm-hmm. that's that's charisma by the way my son nick is dating someone named Callista at the moment i forget i meant to mention oh, that when you brought up Callista flockhart God, it's yeah. a name you never hear i completely that's agree cool. and i want to i feel yeah. like i want to go over to her house and ask her parents if they were big fans of that 
what was that show called? Ally McBeal. Ally McBeal. <laughs> is that going to be like the your your? Is that going to be like the first thing you say as soon as you knock on the door? Is like they open the door and you go, "Hey." Well, apparently, apparently she's coming over tonight, and I get to meet her, and I may ask her. I just ask her. I'll just go, hey. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure she's never heard it. Go ahead. I'll please, say, hey, col- Colostomy. I mean, Callista. Sorry. Uh, oh, jeez. No, I better not do that. Is there a, was it a Greek goddess? What was Callista? Like the... the, the um... Let's find I out. I thought it was a TV show on Nickelodeon where she explains it all. No, wait, that was Callista. <laughs> Callista explains it. Uh, yeah, Callisto is the largest moon of Jupiter, second largest moon of Jupiter. I remember Callisto from the X-Men, too, from the Morlocks. She was oh, the leader of the yeah. Morlocks, but... Mm-hmm. I thought there was a Callista. She was punk. Um, oh, well, Callista's here's the wor- origin of the word. Um, comes from the Greek for, <clears throat> for most Greek, beautiful okay. or feminine as a name. It's this derived from the Greek name of the huntress myth of Callisto, who was loved by Zeus. The name Callisto uh, became Callista during the Latin feminization of the name. So, I got to say, this may be the most scattered shot we have ever taken <laughs> right in the middle it is the of the most clips. tangent. Yeah. yeah well, right. actually, what would surprise you even more is that it was right at the end of clips. <laughs> oh, is that it? Yeah. Okay. Time for the Film Sack Checklist. Double Leo, check. You can bet that mask smelled pretty bad, check. Mm-hmm. An Irishman, an American, a Brit, and a Frenchman walk into a bar, check. Uh, Star Trek connections. According to Daryl, none. He says not one, wow. and that surprised me. I thought we'd find some production stunt yeah. double something, and there's nothing. Zip. I mean, I, never. I, yeah. They never once got freaking Hugh Laurie. I, I I'm mind blown right now. I, a little that, myself. That guy'll do anything. That's I agree. It seems like he would yeah. have been a perfect one-off foil for an episode of Voyager or something. And mm-hmm. we got Cardassian leader or something. Yeah. Right? yeah. None of that yeah. stuff. So apparently unless someone else can find it, uh, it just feels like DiCaprio should have been like a foil in the next generation to Wesley Crusher or something when he was really young. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Like in that episode like with right. uh, uh, the Winona Judd, or no, the other Judd, Ashley Judd. She was in that uh, episode. Judd, yeah. 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 It just feels like he would have been like one of the, kids on that planet or something or mm-hmm. let's go play balls and cones come yeah. on yeah oh my gosh balls balls and cones. Cones. <laughs> you did you sounded like harry carey there for a second or will uh, will ferrell's <laughs> harry carey hey hey you want to play some balls hey, and cones let's go play a game of balls and cones <laughs> i love that i watched that recently the one we did with jeff goldblum it is it's yeah. a gift and we should all watch it all yeah. the time it's so good i think it's after harry carey died even anyway mm. Uh, all right, let's get to the uh, Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up. Oh, uh, the soundtrack grade, I give it a U for unremarkable. It just wasn't, it's fine. It just didn't really stand yeah. out. Don't really remember it. It's just sort of there. Boy, if it had a Brian Adams song, you'd remember it. Yep. Everything he does, he does <laughs> it for us. All right, sum this thing up in 280 characters or less, if you please. Let's start with Randy. The man in the iron mask. Every day, it's the same thing. Your older friend bringing some girls over and they're 30 years younger than him with their boobs spilling out and he just wants to share them with you. But you're some kind of priest and you're busy praying just like a Saturday night at Ibbot's house. Yeah! <laughs> I knew that was coming. Uh, Brian I Dunaway. That one was coming. Yep. I was totally shocked. What? <laughs> oh, the man in the iron mask. No, no, my love. You shall burn in hell. 
but not I, for I am the king of sacking, ordained by God. And you are but a weird little French-themed film with a flatulent Depardieu. <laughs> oh, what happened to the... I had a clip where it says fart when you want to. Hold on. Now that you just said that. Fart when you want to. Did I miss it? You can fart when you want oh, to. Oh, yeah, I missed this. You can fart when you want to. I forgot to play this. Turn right your again. butt around. Listen to this. Make love as if you don't care and fart whenever you wish. It seems like those two go together. Ah. Fart whenever you wish. Yeah, my, make love when you want to. And fart oh, whenever you wish. But you I think wish. that I have control over my sphincter. Mm. I'm confused because hey. I wish a lot. Like, I make a lot of wishes. I'm a person who, like, all day long, I wish, I wish, I wish. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I farted whenever I wished, that would just be, that'd be too much. It'd be way, way too much fart. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> if you wish to fart, that's different than have to fart. Yeah. Or yeah. need oh, to. Okay. okay. Right. Yeah. This would be a good time for a fart. Yeah. <laughs> 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 choke on my own self when brian made a joke that wasn't even that funny but i just about died right there all right <laughs> excuse me uh um, well, then you're really gonna love my uh, twitter post. oh good let's get to it and now brian ibbett man in the iron mask leonardo dicaprio lands the role he was born to play the role of two leonardo dicaprios nice nice it's true, true. has he ever done there's that before? two of me by the way this is a very tropey thing that we didn't even talk about the Movies where somebody has a twin doing a mm-hmm. an opposite thing, and then we're going to swap them in, and you know it's like Dave right. or it's like uh, Kevin Klein, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, hit that hit that trope alert! Though. Yeah, come on, are, I I want to. I uh, uh, who Lindsay we think? Uh, freaky, not freaky Friday. So uh, let's call it unexpected twin, because I I like I don't okay. want it to be a movie that starts and you know oh, there's twins. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh. So, what's your movie? Like, it's not what the comes same. to mind? Christian, By the way, Christian Bale, the magic thing, uh, the Prestige. Oh, right. Wait, was he in? Well, there yeah. was no twin. Was there? Was he a twin in that? No. Yeah. In the Prestige, yeah. no. He makes clones, right? Uh, <laughs> no, he doesn't make clones. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't think that's correct. It was just him versus uh, Wolverine or um, Hugh Jackman. No, the whole reason that he Wolverine. was able to do the trick the way he did is because he had a twin that nobody knew about. All right. No, Brian's right. That's how that but ended. Then, but then he's also given a cloning machine. I'm sure of it. What? No, there's no. Cl- it was like set in the 1800s or something. There's no cloning machine. I think you're. You're, <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking of Terminator Salvation. Or I something. don't know what that is you're thinking of. It's very weird. We'll have to look that one up. Um. I was going to say, uh, I forgot. I had one in my head. But this Hold is- on a second. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I've got to look this up because Randy is so uh, adamant, uh, insistent what? on this. What are you doing? Uh, What's going on right now? We're looking up your thing. We're trying to find out if there's I'm a clone. I'm looking up this thing. Stop in trying the- to counter my is- point. There's in- literally a sh- There's literally a scene in the Prestige where you see all the clones have drowned in, in all of these different tanks. They've got I a bunch. Be- of- I believe you, Randy. Oh, I won't challenge your that authority. That was the Tesla bit. No, yeah. no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, Tesla helped Hugh Jackman. It's the other way around. It wasn't um, Batman didn't have clones. Hugh Jackman did. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, yes. And it was a bunch of tanks with multiple Jackson or multiple uh, Wolverines on them. Yes. Jackmans, right. yeah. Jackmen. Jackmen. Yes. Dude, that movie has right, right, right. Black Widow. Uh, Batman, Wolverine, and Alfred in it. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. <coughs> it's also a very good movie. And uh, and uh, uh, what's the oh, what's the guy's name from Black Panther? The uh, Andy Circus, but it's the oh, um, um, 
Uh, I know what you mean. Shoot. Yeah, he's the bad guy in uh, Black Panther. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. His name is. He has a sound thing on his wrist in the comics, and his character name is a Dick Bedurgader. Dick Bedurgader. Oh, uh, yep. Old Dick yeah, Bedurgader doing his das- dastardly it. deeds. Claw. You oh, claw. claw. Thank you. <laughs> oh, not Dick Claw. I thought she was going over Dick Claw. No, not okay. Dick Claw. You don't want a Dick Claw. That's bad news. All right. All right. Who? Uh, Ibit went. Oh, yeah. Ibit went. <laughs> and so now. Ibit, read your Twitter post again. No, don't do it. Here's this. Oh. I was just handed this, this piece of paper here, which is definitely not a Taco Bell wrapper. Uh, it says uh, it has alternate titles. These are almost called two different things. This was almost called Blaming John Malkovich. <laughs> you know, instead of becoming, it's blaming, see? Yeah. Because it was uh, his fault. Being, being John yeah. Malkovich. Or Gerard Depardieu's Pistol in the Bum was just about the Ugh. name. Yeah. Mm. <coughs> I'm glad that Dunaway brought that up earlier. Boy, I can't stop coughing on that old Ibit so joke. painful. It's because you eat Taco Bell. <clears throat> well, I've been eating it here. It's just sitting here. It's just a wrapper. Well, uh, I, because I'm it was D- eight. I'm the DJ. Yeah, because it was eight. <laughs> you done ate it already, son. That's your problem. That's <laughs> I mean, why you got the wrapper only. Yeah. Would well, you keep the wrapper for you know for later tasting? I just haven't thrown it away. It's just sitting here. I need to get the garbage can nearby. That's what I need. Uh, all right, here's a, a call we got. Um, we get calls sometimes. Eight zero one four seven one zero four six two is the voicemail line. If you call and leave a voicemail there, I'll play it on the show. This one refers to something Dunaway said, and we'll play it now. Here you go. Hey, film sackers. Uh, this is Daniel from Nebraska, longtime listener, first time caller. On an earlier episode, I heard Brian Dunaway talk about uh, the film Blast from the Past. And on your Mummy episode, I heard you talk at length about Nathan Fillion and Brendan Fraser. Well, my wife and I watched that recently, and it turns out that the good guy and bad guy is Nathan Fillion as a bad guy, and Brendan Fraser as the good guy. Uh, it's currently streaming on Hulu, and I would be elated if you would consider doing that for the future. Thanks for all you do. Look forward to future episodes. So, Dunaway, you've heard, you've seen this movie? Blast from the Past? All right. Sorry, we had a bit of a glitch. Uh, Dunaway, do you know that movie? Uh, wait, was it Blast in the Past? Yeah. You mean, or was it? Yeah, um, Blast from the oh, Past. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. All right. Did, we, did you know that Brendan Fraser and freaking Nathan Fillion were in that thing? Because when we talked about it, I don't think I, we knew that. I don't believe I remember anything about Nathan Fillion being in that. So, But it's been probably at least a good maybe 10 years since I've seen it last. Oh, it's, and it's, it's that old movie's then. all about the Christopher Walken, though. Like, that's the the reason to watch blast from mm-hmm, the past mm-hmm. and trust me if it was ever streaming we would sack it mm. however i have been searching brendan fraser on netflix for a decade now and i've only ever seen three of his movies streaming and they're all streaming right now and they are called the mummy the mummy returns yeah. and the mummy tomb of the dragon emperor <laughs> i don't know what it is about brendan fraser but man, it, like I, I want to sack more of his movies. I would. Oh. I do George of the Jungle. I do. Um, oh gosh, there's. But what's the one where he's trapped in a, in a, in a yeah. bunker for twenty five years? Oh, or something? That, that, that is well, blast. That is, that's blast from the past. Oh, that is yeah, blast from the blast past. past. Okay. Yeah. Oh, see now it's yeah. it's coming and it's coming back to me what that even is. Yeah. All right. He's right. I forgot about the ex boyfriend being Cliff. Uh, Nate, he was Nathan Fillion. I forgot about that. That's hilarious because our whole conversation was. Those two should be in a movie together, or Nathan Fillion could be. I think we were talking about um, Uncharted movie or something. And now Nathan Nathan Fillion would be a perfect 
uh, character for, for that. some reason i was thinking that was uh, that was ryan reynolds in my memory for some reason wow it was nathan fillion wow you're always Makes sense you're always mm-hmm. dreaming of ryan apparently <laughs> who isn't yeah Mal, you know yeah well two guys in a pizza place what are you, what are you gonna do <laughs> wait no how did that go what was the name uh, two guys a yeah pizza two place guys and a, and a girl a girl in a pizza place right it was and long then it, then it ended up being two guys in a pizza place though and oh did the girl like, leave oh really i didn't know that seems like that's what happened that sounds like a job for detective <laughs> detective detective pikachu <laughs> <laughs> detective dikachu you know the one <laughs> <laughs> sure my favorite uh we also got an email from rob from fort wayne indiana who says hey scott brian brian and randy normally i pay no attention to this type of thing but for some reason it caught my attention this last episode um this is a little while back anyway it says i am legend was episode 419 how the hell are you going to burn through episode 420 on anything other than half-baked Friday or Cheech Marin and Tommy Chong's offerings? Yeah. I'd like to use it. And, and we were we were near April 20th at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like we're talking about what we want to do. And we just didn't feel like we didn't feel like we were the people to do that. Yeah. And just going, you know, straight pot joke. It's a little played, you know, everybody does it. So I didn't. I wasn't that worked up about it. But he says this: I'd like to. I'd like a uh, to use a listener veto and redirect you guys to one of these smoke-filled uh, screenplays I've mentioned above. Puff, puff. Give us all your sack on one of those tasty buds. Uh, thanks for killing countless of hours of windshield time for me in the past and future to come, Rob from Fort Wayne. There is so Whoa. much Doug Benson in the podcast verse. Like <laughs> you can seriously, you can listen to Doug Benson for a thousand hours, and you probably should. I like Doug Benson. He's funny. Also, uh, I, I earlier I had dropped the girl from the two guys and a and a girl in a pizza place, but actually they dropped the pizza place. Oh, they did they the really? Girl. It was just two yeah. guys and a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, that, they that, dropped the pizza place, not the girl. That's basically wow. just Three's Company, but reverse. Yeah, don't don't just... search that on Bing. <laughs> yeah, don't add a cup to it. No. Well, they could have like, all right, one guy, a girl, a pizza place, and a small dog. Yeah. <laughs> and a caveman. And a caveman. Always add a caveman. Uh, that's uh, it for your emails. Thanks for those guys and your phone calls. Again, the email address is filmsack at gmail.com. If you want to leave a voicemail, 801-471-0462. Our next movie will be what? Eight-Legged Freaks. Oh, I never saw it. Freaky. Yep. This is a David Arquette joint, and it also has Scarlett Hansen and Kari Wurr, and I think it's about spiders. Yeah, giant spiders. Eight-Legged Freaks. Mm-hmm. Octopi. Yeah. Uh, I don't have, uh, I didn't see this movie, so I'm excited for that because I didn't see it, but also, aren't we, isn't this just kind of of its day anyway? It was kind of a Sharknado yeah, attempt yeah. at this sort of thing, very sardonic and you know absolutely this was not if i remember correctly it wasn't too many years after arachnophobia and so that was kind of like this resurgence i believe the reason i hadn't seen we've done arachnophobia on the show now and the reason i hadn't seen arachnophobia or this one at the time is because my wife refuses to see anything with giant spiders in it or any spiders in it she's just not gonna do it i i don't i don't recall this ever being at the theater i know it was but i don't know if i just didn't see the advertising and the marketing i did was not aware of this until it came came out on uh, dvd and i purchased the dvd yeah and so that's probably how i'll be watching it this is a uh, 2002 joint so um big cgi you know ugh, this already freaks i don't know if i'm gonna like yeah. this i don't like spiders either oh because you're arachnophobic I, uh, a little bit oh tr- trust yeah, me totally. you won't 
you won't be arachnophobed. No, and they're and they're more like, if I remember correctly, they're more like Starship Trooper uh, creatures than than actual spiders. Scarlett Johansson, I know you said that, but it glossed over it until I just saw her face and went, oh, wait, she's in this? All right. (laughs) She did better for herself than everyone else in this thing. So good job. Oh, yeah. Good job, Scarlett. Scar Joe, as they say. You can't say that. David Arquette's had a great... It's had a great career. Oh, yeah. You think David Arquette's career compares well with Scarlett Johansson's? You think that's a thing? They're like yeah. neck and neck. No. You can find David Arquette on Netflix in Amanda and Jack Go Glamping yeah. from 2017. What a f- great, fine film. Yeah, that compares we really well to... The- Did we ever watch the, uh, the, the, the wrestling movie with David Arquette? No. You know what I'm talking about? The no. one where they're trying to get tickets to the wrestling movie? <laughs> no. No holds barred. No, it wasn't. No. <laughs> Uh, what was it? How old is it? When when did this come out? Uh, it was it was around two thousand two. It was it was two thousand, and it was ready to rumble. And it has okay. one of my favorite favorite stupid scenes with David Arquette when he uh when he's uh he's trying to get some free drinks because he's he's a you know a, a lazy person mm-hmm. and uh, he wants a free icy and so he goes in and but first he 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 scratches his butt with his finger yeah. and then he goes into the convenience store with his, uh, with his Slurpee and he puts the finger right up this guy's face and goes, see, you smell that. And it was just, it that's, was so gross. that's already I, sounds like a geez. movie. I don't want to see. It sounds awful. I, yeah. I am going terrifically to refuse bad. to watch no. any Scott Con <laughs> films. Totally mm-hmm. watching it. Why not Scott Con films? Five-year moratorium on Scott Con yeah. in my life. Oh wow, really? What's going on with him? See, uh, we just saw, I, we just saw we him watched that thing just a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. into the blue, yeah. and I'm just yeah. like, I cannot, I cannot stand <laughs> Scott Con for a while. <laughs> so no oceans movies for for a while. Oh. Oh. No, wait, Scott Con was in oceans movies. Hey, yeah, Oceans Eleven, yeah. Oceans Twelve, Oceans Thirteen. What did he do in those? I don't remember. He was one of the. He was Scott Con. He he was Scott Con <laughs> starring as Scott Con. He seems pretty. It was basically him and Casey Affleck is you know kind of uh, these two guys trying to one up each other with tech. Oh, I f- totally forgot they were in that. You're right. They were totally yeah. in that. Okay, they're so throwaway those characters. But I understand, they Randy. I understand are, your yeah. feeling. I get it. By the way, David Arquette the same year was in multiple episodes of WCW Thunder and and Monday Nitro, yeah, which yeah. was a wrestling deal. So he was going all in on that wrestling crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is about the time you met Courtney uh, Cox, and then uh, now they're not together anymore. Oh, it's too bad. Next it's, week, Eight-Legged Freaks. Eight-Legged Freaks, everybody. Come on back for the good times that will surely be had here on Film Sack with us. Let's see. There's four of us, so we also are Eight-Legged Freaks, aren't we? <laughs> well, oh. we're... We're eight legs of freaks. Eight legs of freaks. <laughs> We're also yes. like an octopus. We have eight arms. Oh, hey. How many nipples? Eight nipples? No. <laughs> yep. I knew this yep. was coming. Yeah, eight nipples. I knew this was coming. Yep. God damn it. Uh, eight testicles. I'm sorry. Seven testicles. Sorry, Dunaway. Um, oh, just kidding. Wow, way to out him. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you guys don't want to hear I, we what don't, I'm doing. I really don't need well, us to Well, it's not really gone as much as it's just like sucked up in there so right. been absorbed by the other one it'll it'll drop <laughs> i hear it'll drop so it's it's really it's okay absorbed by the other it's one. still there it's just it's taking a trip yeah i get it And oh my god i just opened the host chat channel thanks a lot scott oh yeah oh, you guys scott, haven't seen the butthole you do that? there's the butthole see check that uh, out yeah no it's bad Depart- 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 that's, is- that's the 
He's into it. There's two ham hocks I did not need to see. Thank <laughs> it you. Does, <laughs> it looks like it looks like something you'd find in the butcher section of your grocery store. It does. It? it does. Yeah. Don't eat it. Is what I would say no. to that. Uh, all right. That's it for the. Uh, oh, geez. I can't look at it either. It belongs in a museum. Uh, we're going to be back next week. I can't wait for it. It'll be great. Until then, uh, filmsack.com is our website. Uh, please go there. Find us on Twitter at filmsack or leave us reviews where you get your shows. That is going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Fart when you wish. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs>